0: Hello, everyone. This is Inside the Tribe. We talk here about moving to another country, integration, challenges, fun and experiences while living in different cultures. I have a new guest today. Hi, Julia. Hi, Masha. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm really glad that we finally uh, made up to um, meet and talk. I'm happy to add some new countries on our podcast with your story. You told me that your first move was from Russia to Israel. Yes, I was, I was 12. And um, during
1: 1990, um, in, uh, in, well, I guess, Soviet Union back then, uh, right, uh, right after the whole collapse, um, it was a fairly rough life. So my, um, my mother decided to, uh, to move to Israel, and my father followed a few months later. So uh, I was 12 years old. It was a big culture shock because I didn't know anything about the country, the language. And as you can imagine, um, back in Russia, I'm from St. Petersburg. It was a communist society then. So it was uh, quite a culture shock.
0: Yeah, I know now Israel, they do quite big programs to um, help people integrate. I don't know how was it back then?
1: Back then, so we were one of the probably one of the first um, wave of uh, what they call aliyah for immigrants. Um, so um, it hasn't been very common. So it was uh, basically myself and just one other girl in in the whole school. Um, from she was from Ukraine, I was from Russia, and so we had to integrate pretty quickly. Um, the mm, um, and immerse in, in a language, um, I had to um, go to school right away, and it was fully in Hebrew, and it was a French um, and school, uh, so French and English were two um, other languages I had to learn right away um, at age 12, so uh, it was quite difficult, but uh, you know, when you're 12, I think um, your brain uh, can take it.
0: <laughs> you not just learn language, you need to consume the school program at the same time.
1: Correct. Yeah. So there were quite interesting subjects as well, uh, for example, like religious studies or Torah. And uh, so there was uh, was interesting and to, to have um, the reading Old Testament in Hebrew and uh, just the interpretation. And it was, uh, of course, very difficult to understand. But I think it took about four months for me to learn the language. And I think full immersion definitely helped.
0: For me, it seems like nothing. It's very quick.
1: It was uh, it was interesting I think because it was full immersion and there was no absolutely no Russian. Uh, so I think that that's what really uh, got me uh, got me going in uh, in the language. Um, yeah. It was of course Hebrew is a very difficult language. If you um, you, you know you write from right to left, you um, it's it's a very uh, um, specialized <laughs> language. I would say uh, um, yeah, it it, it it took some time, but. Uh, was fun, fun experience.
0: As a child, I think we were so focused on our life. But if you reflect now, how was it for your parents? Yeah, it was extremely difficult for my parents, especially, um, you know, my,
1: my dad is an engineer, my mom was working as a, um, a guide in a, a cathedral, and um, they had amazing jobs. And I think um, moving to a different country where they don't speak the language, they had to really Adjust so they sacrificed a lot to uh to go um to a different country and they had to of course start um with something completely different to learn the language and um And also uh, looking for a job, which they couldn't find for for a long time. Um, Of course, right now, my dad lives in Jerusalem. He's retiring soon. So he actually built a really great career there. But it took him, you know, a few years of um, quite a bit of struggle to adjust. And I'm the only child. um, So for me, it was um, I I just figure out how to be on my own, make my own friends um, and help my parents um, as well um, through their integration.
0: I think you were ahead of them with the language and everything. In I end. think so, definitely, yes. Even to this day, my dad, you know,
1: that there's so many Russians um, in, in Israel. I don't even think he fully <laughs> learned Hebrew language. And it's been, I think, what, 30, 30
0: years, 30-something years now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think now there's so many Russians. When I travel to Israel, it's like you right, sp- right. you assume that you're in another country and no one understands you, and then you like... That person speaks with you Russian. That that and you like. Right, oh. right, I
1: think it's probably quarter of population there. That yeah. So I, I definitely think that that's uh, <laughs> there are lots of Russian channel uh, channels, TV channels, books, and yeah. So
0: it's something yeah. different now. How many years were you living there?
1: So I lived there for four years. um So from um I went to middle school and I. I think I left when um, I was in 11th grade so my mom wanted she never really integrated into uh, lifestyle there and my parents been divorced for a long time so uh, my mom took me to Vancouver my mom and my grandmother so we we left and um, again um, pick up the suitcases and she wanted to explore Canada and um, my my dad was a bit in, in shock, but I think he thought you know was was interesting adventure for me, um, and he um, he let me go, which I I think retrospect it was crazy decision, but I think it's all worked out thankfully for for the best. Um, we we um, we settled in Vancouver, Canada, and uh, again from scratch I had to learn native language, assimilate, and so on. So I was there um, in grade 11 when I moved to Vancouver.
0: Yeah, but so it seems like learn... your mom is a courage woman. She is, but <laughs>
1: yeah, so uh, yeah, she, she uh, sort of makes sometimes, I think maybe it was a bit of an irrational, spontaneous decisions, but, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, that might be part of all of uh, her lifestyle, but um, it worked out in the end.
0: Yeah, was Canada... Like different, I understand that it's cultural different, but um and you probably learned English already in school in Israel, so it was a bit maybe easier for
1: I, I think so at least uh, you know even in russia, I think in second grade, I started to um uh, to learn English, but uh, what I find with languages and i can you know we can talk about that later, for example, my move here like unless you integrate it fully, it's very difficult to um to learn the language um, you need to to constantly practice it and I'm, I'm so impressed with people who can learn the language remotely without being integrated in societies so, but learning English culturally was very interesting in Canada just because um, hockey was very popular and for example Pavel Bure was a superstar back then so when you come from Russia people are fascinated with you so when I was in grade 11 so there were a lot of people like oh my goodness like this hockey and this and so they, they actually had a quite a few Russian heroes that um, made, made it maybe a little bit easier to 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 make friends like it's like it gives
0: um, a plus stars to your image
1: Exactly, exactly. So uh yeah. <laughs> For uh maybe I think when people are sixteen years old that like you they're easily impressed with uh, hockey superstars, which yeah. have nothing to do with hockey or sports, but <laughs>
0: I um For me, Canada is a bit on the same level of exposure as Switzerland in the world. So we do not read a lot, we don't have a lot of news and we like it's a bit hidden. Yes, what is for you canada it's actually it's very interesting that you said that
1: because um you know I've been in Basel now for for ten months, and I can't compare Canada to Switzerland just from you know how how people are, um, how beautiful the country is, how safe it is, how clean it is um so I think there's a there are a lot of similarities um And you're exactly right, you don't hear a lot about Canada. So I think that sometimes indicates uh, that it's a good political situation, safe environment. So when when, uh, a country is not on the news a lot, um, I think that that's, uh, um, you know, gives a little bit of stability. But yeah, I think uh, um, if you were to probably ask me um, what I feel like, who am I, I think I would... Probably say I'm Canadian. So this is uh, if I were to identify with Mm -hmm. the country that I belong to.
0: Okay. So it's, it, it made the biggest imprint i think so I, I was there
1: for 16 years um so i think um and and of course i think being russian just because when you grow up in the country you you have certain stories you read and cartoons you watch and the language and the mother tongue so there i, I would say um yeah there are cultural influences uh, so i would say russian and uh, um and being in canada as a country i think that yeah. that so <laughs> It's complicated now, I
0: guess. What would you say is to be Canadian? I mean, we both know what is to yeah. be Russian in a way and what the cliches are. What are the markers, <laughs> so to say? I think what I found really interesting, um, Canada
1: is um, such a multicultural country and um, every culture shines there. So instead of melting pot, uh, what they call the U.S., and assimilation They call it mosaic there. So which I found very interesting. So um, every culture is, you know, becomes a mosaic. So they, they create um, a puzzle of some sort and, and your culture is celebrated and highlighted rather than, you know, they expect you to completely integrate and forget about your culture. So I think um, uh, that's why there's so many different cultural events. Um, i find canadians are very nice everyone is an immigrant from from somewhere so uh you know having um such a wonderful country to live in and everyone um seems to really um um, find themselves if they want to um, practice any religion they want or having any cultural event and uh, so i think that that's um, that's probably the biggest um, difference um, between Canada and, and U.S., for example, that is uh, as a mosaic rather than a melting pot.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can compare both because the next point was U.S., right? Yes. So, yeah, in Canada, it's, it's a little
1: bit different from East Coast, West Coast. Everyone's more relaxed and um um, laid back. Um, East Coast, you know, it's the same with the U.S. Um, no, maybe even a little bit more intense, I would say. So West Coast is uh, it's, uh, it's definitely yeah, more fun, relaxed.
0: What was the reason to switch from Canada to U.S.? oh that
1: was purely personal so I've been uh you know so, so all my moves been with my parents first and then when I moved to Canada I built my career I uh, went to university and and I thought oh okay well it's time to build my personal life so uh I met uh, I met a guy and he um, he was from San Francisco. And <laughs> so, of course, uh, we were thinking of him relocating to Vancouver. But uh, for his career, it wasn't really possible. And I already had career built in Vancouver. So it was um, my decision to um, to move to San Francisco. And
0: uh, we got married and I moved. It's a, bit so a then, warmer place. Uh, yeah, it was for love. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to ask how was your mom in Canada? She is she still there or
1: she unfortunately
0: she passed away.
1: It was I'm about sorry. years ago. Then thank you. That's um, you know, she um she struggled a bit in the beginning, but then um then she was much happier. I think she found herself, she uh, completely switched her career, she opened a restaurant, she's an amazing cook. She she hasn't been formally trained, but she always loved to cook, and um, she had a really nice boyfriend, and they traveled. So I think she had a good life there. And uh, my my grandmother was there as well. And I think it's a it's a wonderful country, Canada. So I think that it's um, yeah. they, um, they they liked it there.
0: It, it's nice to hear because yeah. sometimes you hear that parents move for kids to make their life good, and they never have that peaceful and joyful life. They when they decide to move to the end they kind of struggle very
1: true very true yeah so i think um yeah so she found happiness in canada
0: moving to san francisco for me it's more like you know i was more in the middle of us so san francisco is more for me like a fun sun and not big business world in a way how was for you san francisco
1: yeah, so so with everything with the tech boom, it became um, so it's not a big city. It's less than a million uh, people, but just from um, the amazing power of all those companies, because every single company that we we know in tech now is based in Bay Area, Silicon Valley. So you're talking about Apple, Google, facebook twitter um oracle you, you name it so all those companies are there and um i was um my profession is in, it's in real estate it's in the high-rise development so you know you meet those people when you are um, in the sales team with those um and it was such interesting they uh, those people have been um, recruited from all over the world and they come and settle to to the area so you you meet very very interesting people um, in in San Francisco for sure, and it's a beautiful city. Um, it's very unique. Uh, lots of Victorian houses, and, and just the topographically, it's, it's very unique and interesting. And you're surrounded by um, by the ocean. So yeah, it's 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 beautiful. I would say, um, yeah, San Francisco is definitely out of California. It, it mm-hmm. would be one of my favorite cities. I would say in the US as well. Like, I like New York, but I think San Francisco, again, being on the West Coast is a little bit more laid back.
0: Yeah, I think the cities which have water, firstly, to say, and more ocean to say, I know, then yes. even more relaxed. I know, I know. That's, uh, I, I,
1: you know, I think water gives you so much energy, and I think that this is. Um, one thing that's been missing a little bit for me in switzerland is not being <laughs> by the ocean or by the sea or when by uh, larger rivers but uh, you know um but it's nice to have a river Rhine here yeah but yes i agree like when you uh ocean and uh, you can walk around you can exercise ride a bicycle and so i think it's it's very nice to to have that
0: uh, i mean for me to be right away the vacation mood every day for de- vacation mood I yes yes that's
1: true yes absolutely it's uh it's nice um uh, i say it doesn't get hot enough in san francisco unfortunately to, to leave uh, to to go to the beach and swim in the ocean but it is, a, it, it, it is a very nice climate It doesn't get too, too hot, but um, it's, a, it's an interesting climate. It's almost like a microclimate of California. So you cross the bridge and it will be sunny and hot, but in San Francisco, you get more fog and, uh, in summertime, so it's a natural built-in air conditioner.
0: Oh, nice detail. I didn't know about that. I mean, here, I don't know if you know, but there are people who likes Basel because of river and the other people yeah. who likes Turi because of lake. So the uh-huh. people are really dividing into clubs who likes uh-huh. river with movement
1: and more lake lake style. Uh-huh. Interesting. What about you? What uh, what do you prefer?
0: Do you like lakes? Do you like um, river? Your... I would say lakes. I prefer generally lakes to um, salty water mm-hmm. Spanish. Yes people usually really like oceans and sea and I'm really like I used to um, go to the lakes a lot in uh, St. Petersburg Ah. it's kind of a childhood it's a lot of water but it's like standing I don't know it's really I think a build up from childhood thing
1: right right no exactly I think that that's everything does come from from that I do I do like the river here just because you can walk for hours you can ride a bicycle so it is a very nice nice thing to do Um, i haven't tried the the Rhine swim <laughs> you I need to need this to summer That's, that. yeah hopefully this year they will they will have it of course because of corona um they didn't you have can it last, swim with a mask
0: yeah. if you want oh, right right <laughs> uh, that was one of the things which uh, my husband pushed me to do because you have to if you live in basel so You just choose the and from where you jump in. You just need to know um, where to go out, uh, not to hit your legs with the uh, stones. Oh, okay. Good to know. (laughs) You're quite fresh in Basel, not even a year. It's, again, a change. But, I mean, do you feel that the level of stress or level of changing is different for you with every move or...
1: Well, uh, you know, it's interesting, out out of all my moves, the most stressful move was from uh, Canada to to US, like from, uh, from Vancouver to San Francisco. And the thing is, I think because I was so established in my career with my friends, you know, even though the move was, you know, it's the same it was the same coast, um, the same language, um, all my skills were transferable and applicable there. I thought that was the most difficult change for me because, um, I had, um, um, to uproot my life and, uh, my career and not having a routine or, you know, so, so that, that was out of all the moves. It was, the, the, you know, the most, difficult one for for me to adjust to. Um, and I would say it took uh, quite a few years um, um, to, to to do that to get my career reestablished I and mean, we had a child and you know looking back it's it's been very it's great but yeah it took a few years for me to to really um, get settled there.
0: That's interesting. I would not expect. Really, yeah. Um, A move
1: here is a little bit different. It was we here on expat assignment, so at least for three years, could be longer. We, you know, there's possibility we might want to stay. Uh, My husband's position can be based in either Bay Area or here. So, So the difference when you move with the expat assignment, it's you know, there's, there's a roadmap uh, through the company. They, uh, there's a lot of help and assistance. So it's actually quite a fun adventure. So I have to say, uh, you know, it hasn't been difficult. My daughter settled very well in school and I'm enjoying everything Basel has to offer. You know, it's been, it, you know, definitely very d- different times with coronavirus. And I think the integration has been, you know, there's been a lot of social events that have been canceled and yeah. so on. But I still manage to uh, meet, you know, quite a few people through my daughter's school and um, through local um, uh, groups. Uh, uh, so that that's that's been wonderful. So I don't, I, I feel it's actually way way easier to make friends here. I don't know if it's because of the size of basel or maybe it's because there's so many expats that are open to form new friendships and you know people that move here for different things so that i'm still yet to discover that mm-hmm. but I what, so
0: um, does it feel that it's easier to approach people or people approaching you or
1: absolutely absolutely i'm, I'm learning german now and um, i realized that you know that's going to be you know not not easy just because know with swiss german and um, learning german and not being able to practice everyone because everyone speaks amazing english but i find you know if you are in the country it's absolutely necessary to at least try your best to integrate and learn the language like even if you're not perfect but you have to try so i think that's been very important um so so i don't know if i'll ever be fluent in um german or swiss german but i will try <laughs> do you still remember hebrew i do If for a while like it's been so long since i um practiced speaking it but every time i go uh, visit israel like i i it comes back i think i understand i would say 95 percent of everything when i watch shows or television and i force myself to to do that i always go to russian sites and uh the programs just to, to make sure i'm keeping up with the language but yeah it, it's it's speaking part it comes back so once you go back to your environment and the country the language comes back in about I would say a month or so fluently but you know if you try to to speak it uh, remotely then it, it might be a bit of a adjustment right
0: away yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's somewhere in there deep in there <laughs> okay a funny question if you would say the next move, would be the absolutely unusual craziest country for you to move what that would be oh well um I don't think I
1: I think at this point (laughs) it could be really anywhere I think um, as long as um, I know there's something for me to do Um, I you know uh, one thing like I, I love Japan so I think Japan would be a crazy cool country to move to Um, I've been there a couple of times um, so that would be if you were to go to completely like a different uh, mentality and uh, integration and language and that's that would be a very cool move I would say like different
0: one I think the differences can make really the new experiences really shine but as you said, you know Canada and US, you, people would say that's just you know across the border, and it's the same for many people. But you say it was the hardest one. So it's
1: quite yeah, and it, it was the hardest. And I think maybe, maybe because of my situation that I've you know established myself in Canada, and I think uh, you know maybe to when you in that age to uproot your career and friends, I think that was more of a personal situation for me. That you know, I didn't have, let's say, university or school to go to and integrate like that. That was, um, you know, the, was a little bit more as an adult. I guess it was a little bit harder. Yeah. But um, yeah, but 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 I found quite a few differences between uh, Canada and U.S. Um, it's, and the U.S. is definitely, it's so big um, and um, each area and each state is, is very different. So um, I think California is not a huge difference from, you know, where I was in Canada, in Vancouver. But if you go to middle of U.S. or Texas or like East Coast, you you, you know, there's a lot of difference. Yeah,
0: yeah mm-hmm. can imagine. What would be your tips for the person who thinks to move or just moved? What can help?
1: I think you know having a very open mind, I think that that would be the biggest thing. Just take it. Everything is an adventure because attitude is everything. I think positive attitude is so important. There will be hardship along the way. there will there will be challenges. And I think just to turn those challenges into new opportunities, I think that is so important. I think everything is about attitude don't give up, Um, things would work out, and keep on dreaming about, you know, um, certain goals, I think goals are very important, um, and then achieving those goals, so, and make small goals, I I think, um, you know, something that's reachable and attainable, and work towards that, so, um, you know, whether it's a job, or whether it's making friends, or whether it's, uh, reinventing yourself and I think just having like a it's like a blank piece of paper somebody is giving you a new chapter in your life I was like oh what am I going to do with it so mm-hmm. I think that that's just to uh, be positive um take everything and uh, you know as an adventure and um and just to stay strong and positive I think that that's that would be my tip yeah. to
0: somebody thank you very much I think the point with the small goals hits me the most uh because The very move is already a big goal and a big step. So, if people, after moving, put in again the huge goals in front, it can take too much and overwhelming.
1: Yes, it's something unattainable. Then they just then you get stressed out. I'm like, why can't I get there and fast and this? So, yes, small, smaller goals, smaller steps, and then big picture (laughs) and a big celebration after. Very big celebration. Yes.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Julia, for a nice conversation today.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Marsha. And uh, it was you know, wonderful talking to you and uh, wonderful program you have. I really enjoy it.
0: Thank you very much. We hear us in a week, guys. Uh, enjoy listening to us and have a nice day. Bye.